Hi everyone, I'm Jason Scors and welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. Hope everybody's doing great and had a nice holiday season. Happy New Year to everyone. And here we are, 2024. Whether we like it or not, whether we're ready or not. So I ended 2023, my last episode, on a note about trying to be kind of tender and seeking tenderness as the ultimate antidote to the zombie apocalypse that we're in now and which is only going to accelerate this year in 2024. So now that we're in it, uh, it's time to get back to business and get serious. And I'm going to borrow the phrasing from the Bulwark podcast, the Bulwark crew, about America having only one job this year. And of course, that job is defeating the Orange God King, which is another reference to the Bulwark crew. So they're the ones that have come up with the, we only have one job, and referring to Trump as the Orange God King. This job of ours is job number one, two, and three. Nothing else really matters, because if we fail to do this job, Everything we care about will get incalculably worse, so bad that it may never recover in our lifetime. That's whether you're talking about women's rights, democracy, the judiciary, health care, climate, Ukraine and the battle for, you know, against Russia and for European democracy, immigrants' rights, you name it, whatever your issue. Whatever your top three issues, they will all get much, much fucking worse if we don't do the one job that we have to do. So getting Biden over the finish line in November is the goal, the main goal, the priority for America as a society, as a body politic, as a collective. And I want to start by saying why I think we're in pretty good shape to do that. I don't follow any polls whatsoever. I think they're next to useless, and that includes polls that show good news for Biden and the Democrats. So if someone's going to send me a show, a, 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 a showing, you know, a, a poll, oh, Biden's up by this, I don't pay attention to that either because it's all fucking garbage. The reason it's garbage is because it's too hard to get a representative sample in America these days. There's too many people that don't answer their phone. There's, you know, it's hard to get the phone numbers of of all people because people have unlisted numbers, blah, blah, blah. People are fickle. They don't answer. People are very dishonest when they talk to pollsters. So it's just close to impossible to get reliable, consistent data through polls. So I just ignore them. I don't think they're reliable. And again, that goes even if it's positive for Democrats and my people, I don't pay attention to them. 
I only pay attention to real, tangible things, such as economic data and the outcomes from real elections. Those give us by far the best read of the Democrats' chances in 2024. And on both counts, the data, the facts, the evidence is overwhelmingly positive. First off, almost all economic indicators are going in the right direction and strongly in the right direction. Inflation is way down. Unemployment is way low. Wages are up. Consumer confidence is up. The stock market is up, right? If these continue and improve, I think Dems will have a very good year, right? What's you know most worrying is if the economy hits a rough patch. Then I think you know there's some trouble. I didn't also I didn't mention gas prices are down too. That's another one people hate. You know every ten cents in the gas price is like you know more ticks against the Democrats, right? If a Democrat's in power, and those are down too. Right, So all the economic indicators, which is probably the most predictive of the mood people will be in when they go to the polls, are looking good and going in the right direction. More than anything, they're trending favorably. The second, again, set of data points is looking at the actual election results from all of the elections, national elections, and even state elections since Biden's 2020 victory. And what do we see? What do we see in the special elections? What do we see in the abortion referendums? What do we see in the midterms? We see over and over and over again, Democrats overperforming expectations, right? This includes in states like Wisconsin, where the Democratic Supreme Court candidate won by 15 points, right? Wisconsin is a swing state. It's a 50-50 state. The Democratic Supreme Court justice that, you know, flipped the Supreme Court from kind of this right-wing nutjob court to a, a, a sane, you know, progressive court by 15 points in an even state. And by the way, just as a side note, that liberal Supreme Court justice made the difference now that they are overturning the gerrymander of the state, um, you know, assembly and uh, legislature in Wisconsin. Wisconsin is the most gerrymandered state system in the country, right? It's a 50-50 state and Republicans win two-thirds super majorities in the state legislature every election. How can that be? Because they've just drawn these tortured maps that are clearly unconstitutional. And this you know, Supreme Court justice has now been the deciding vote to overturn those maps. Right. And so big, big deal. We might have, you know, a competitive, uh, you know, Wisconsin legislature and even even maybe Democrats in charge for the first time in, you know, almost 15 years, um, given this one victory that, again, the Dems won by 15 points. And don't forget, abortion is a huge game changer that heavily favors Democrats. Remember, these abortion ballot initiatives for pro-choice for abortion rights are winning in deep red states. They're winning in Kansas. They're winning in Ohio. They're winning in, you know, um, Kentucky, right? And Democrats smartly are trying to get pro-choice ballot initiatives in many key states, um, including some swing states like Nevada and Arizona, and then places where there's going to be important Senate races like Montana 
And that will boost turnout and favor Democrats. Very, very smart, right? Even more encouraging, the electorate in the races that have been held in between 2020 and now have actually leaned more Republican. There have been more Republican registered voters than Democrats. And even so, Democrats have done incredibly well. And so the electorate coming up this November is going to be more tilted to Democrats than it has been in the past. And the ones in the last three plus years have gone the Democrats' way. And it's going to even be better for the Democrats in, a, you know, in 10 short months. So look, none of this is to say we have it in the bag. Tons of things can happen, right? Bad and good, right? Nothing is predetermined, right? This is why we show up and put in the work, right? But the real data, not this bullshit polls, not the bullshit pundocracy, right? But the real data is solid and in our favor. And I will come back after the break and talk about Biden and the Democratic strategy and how I think that is also uh, looking pretty, pretty strong. Okay, so I want to lay out why I think overall the kind of Democratic strategy and Biden campaign strategy so far, to the extent that we see the strategy, has been good, and what I expect to see in the coming months. First off, Americans have the attention span of gnats, so there's no need for Biden to be doing much of anything yet. Right. Again, it's just amazing to me. All these people talking about, oh, the polls, Biden's getting crushed. If the election were held today. Well, if the election were held today, Biden would have been doing a lot of different things. He would have been he would have been messaging and doing ads and doing campaign stuff with Obama and, you know, and and dozens of other famous celebrities and politicians. Right. It's just stupid. Right. Uh, Americans don't even they're not even tuned in. We don't even have we haven't even had the primaries yet. People don't even know who the candidates are going to be. And we're talking about polls for the election. It's just dumb, right? So, I mean, Biden's going to kick into high gear in terms of, like, the big events and the campaigning and the public stuff and the getting the surrogates really out there, you know, in the last few months, the summer, fall of 2024, right? So right now he's kind of sitting back and the other Republicans in the race are doing the work for him. DeSantis, who is an evil fascist piece of shit and a loser, he's now going on, he's actually running commercials about Trump's cognitive decline. He's doing Biden's work for him. Nikki Haley is saying how unpopular and unlike Trump is. He's the most unpopular figure in America. Thanks, Nikki. You're a fucking loser and a creep too, but thanks for doing the work for us. And I actually hope you win a couple contests to make it a little closer before you get crushed, to just make the MAGA people even more angry and make more disarray within your corrupt party. Chris Christie, who's a fucking fat piece of shit who fucking enabled Trump, and I give him no ultimate credit for anything, you know, but 
you know, he's coming out. At least, at least I will give him credit for saying a little bit of truth now, which is that Trump is unfit for office. He's just saying, he's not saying the stupid electability weak shit. Trump's not going to win. What, what the fuck? What, that's a, a dumb argument when all the polls that these MAGA people are showing is that Trump's going to win. They're like all psyched. They actually think Trump's going to win. And then so when you say, oh, well, Trump is, you know, he's, he's a losing candidate. They go, I'm looking at polls. They show he's going to win. Because remember, these idiots do look at the polls now. So at least Chris Christie is making an argument based on the real argument, which is that he is unfit to be president, that he is a career criminal and an authoritarian. So good for him. So again, saying he's unpopular, saying he's in cognitive decline, that he's unfit. Biden has Republicans doing that for him. Why would he need to say anything? The Biden campaign is just on the, on the down low. Not as a down low, maybe it's the wrong way to say it, but just kind of on the consistent kind of, you know, beneath the radar, right? They're posting on their social media accounts comparisons of Trump quotes and Hitler quotes, right? They're raising tons of money and they're leading the nation in really difficult times with this Israel-Gaza and with Ukraine, right? So they're doing the stuff that's smart, get the war chest, Start reminding everyone that, hey, yeah, Trump kind of sounds like Hitler. Maybe you should pay attention. And doing governing, right? Leading. Biden is in pretty strong shape as the incumbent. It's very, very rare for incumbents to lose, right? Trump losing in 2020 was a rare thing, right? It's a rare thing for someone to not get a second term. And his standing is improving as the economy improves. Right? It's not shocking to me that his poll numbers have been not that good. And again, I don't pay attention to you know the, the election poll numbers, but just general, is Biden popular? Okay, you know, do people like him? First of all, remember, half the country are you know are Republicans, and they're gonna say negative things about Biden, even if Biden gave everyone a unicorn. So his ceiling of popularity is 50%. That's if every single person on his team liked him. He'd had a 50% approval rating. So he has high 30s, low 40s. That means, you know, one-fifth of the people who support him are a little unhappy with things. Oh, my God. That's such a shocker, given that we're just coming out of a pandemic and record high inflation. Like, yeah, people are feeling a little down. Does that mean that they're not going to vote for him against Trump? Of course not. That's just a dumb, it's dumb making that leap. Right, and as as the economic numbers improve, I think his poll numbers will steadily improve again with a max of fifty percent. I think he'll probably end up in the election with a you know a numbers in the in the low forties, mid forties, you know, in terms. Of, okay, fine, right? That's not the issue. I think that'll be fine because again, it's fifty is the ceiling. And look, this notion that oh, Biden should be selling his economic accomplishments and talking about all the record job creation. Look, the economic facts are very much in Biden's favor. But right now, people still have the hangover of the pandemic and of the double-digit inflation, and they don't feel great yet. So you don't want to go out there bragging about the economy when people feel shitty. That's dumb, right? Go out bragging about the economy when people start feeling a little better. And you go, oh yeah, you're feeling a little better? That's because we have record job creation. That's because I've helped bring inflation down. That's because gas prices are down. 
That's why you're starting to feel better. And I'm going to give you more of that if you reelect me. Right? That's the way to do it, which is exactly the setup here. Right? And look, there are two ads that I think Biden is going to run or his team or his super PACs or the Lincoln Project, whatever. Two general themes that I think you're going to see a lot of in the months before the election. And I think these will, will seal the deal. One is going to be about abortion, and it's going to go something like this. Nobody thought anyone could do it. Nobody thought they could do it, but I did it. I overturned Roe versus Wade. And you know what that is? That's a direct video of Trump bragging about taking away Roe versus Wade. Done. Just run that all fucking day. Target young women, single women, right? Target women with that ad. Make sure every fucking woman in America knows who took away their rights and made them second-class citizens. And he's fucking bragging about it. So it's easy. I guarantee you that will be an ad or some version of that. The next one, no-brainer. Picture it. A guy with a MAGA hat and an American flag beating a cop over the head in front of the Capitol. And then it goes... Trump wants to pardon these people. He thinks they're patriots. Done. Fucking done. You think half the country wants to vote for that shit? No fucking way. And look, the wild card here are the Trump trials. They're looming large, particularly the only one that I think has a chance of being decided before the election with this Jack Smith January 6th case. And it's still too early to tell whether it will be tried before the election, given the appeals process that's going on on these immunity claims that's going through the courts right now. So we just don't know. But I think it will be. So I'm going to just put it out there. I predict that Jack Smith's January 6th case will be conducted before the election. And I think Trump will be convicted before November 2024. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Right? That would certainly be the nail in his coffin and the entire GOP. Guaranteed. He gets convicted by federal courts. He's fucking done and doneer. But even without it, I think Biden and the Democrats are going to win handily. That would just be icing on the cake. So look, a little bit more on why Trump is going to lose after the break. Okay, this segment, which is you know the last before the antidote here, it's hard for me to know how to categorize it, but I've just kind of been noticing something about the right wing, and it's not novel, it's not new, but it's just like it's just dime store comic book evil. It's just vulgar and gross and pitiful, right? You look at these people, you know, in the Trump universe. And it's that their faces look like rancid, oozing Play-Doh. They look like they're just decaying and rotting before our very eyes. 
There's not a touch of aesthetic, right? There's nothing to look at and be like psyched on. And there's nothing that exudes strength and confidence. It's just gross, right? Like the whole MAGA movement is just like cheap, vulgar trash. And there's every other fucking day, it seems. There's a new scandal with some, you know, Moms for Liberty having some like sex triangle or somebody with child porn or someone, you know, serving alcohol to minors or something like it's just fucking gross, right? Like the whole MAGA movement is something that you'd find rotting in an alleyway, right? And literally, I'm not making this up. But there's now, and again, I, only because I read a little bit of news, I don't even, I'm not on any, you know, social media or what I call anti-social media platforms. I, I have not clicked a Twitter link in like two months. I don't, I'm, I don't even have a Facebook or Instagram account. I'm not on any of this. But I know from just reading the little bit of news that I read that there's literally memes going around and talk that Trump is incontinent and literally shitting his pants and that he stinks. Like, this is a thing, right? I'm not making this up. Like, look that up, right? I think it's like hashtag Trump stinks or something like that, right? Like, this is the depths the right wing has brought us to in America, right? And something tells me the hashtag that you stink because you're shitting your pants is not a winning presidential candidate. Right? Look, America is a sick and diseased society. We're overrun by fucking guns and idiots and violent fucking know nothings. Right? And much of America is cheap and vulgar. But I just still have to hold out that the majority, even if it's 52, 53%, that the majority doesn't like it. Right? Talking like Hitler isn't cool or sexy. And that and basically Trump can't get enough of it. He's like literally bragging about being compared to a dictator. Right? That cannot fucking be a winning strategy. Right? Like, oh yeah, like Hitler chic. Really? Yeah, really? No, I just don't see it. Right? Look, even though Biden is old and he is relatively unpopular, what does he remind people of? The most he reminds people of is like maybe their old sweet grandfather who's like kind of forgetful and like maybe a little weird sometimes. But he doesn't remind people of anything disgusting or vile or gross, right? Trump and his movement is literally a distillation of all that is toxic and gross in America. And I simply do not see how a majority is going to choose that rancid piece of garbage to lead the country. I would have to have such a low opinion of this country, one that is even too low for me to hold on to, to believe such a thing. So that's where I'm going to end it uh, before the antidote here, which I'll come right back to after the break.
Okay, so for the antidote for today, I just want to tell everybody, recommend everybody to step it up a notch all year long until the election. Talk to more people, whether it's friends, family, colleagues, especially people in swing states. If you have any family or friends and colleagues in swing states, make sure they are registered. Make sure they are voting for Biden. No third party, no stay at home, no bullshit. Voting for Biden. And they're talking to their friends and family and colleagues and making sure they're registered and voting for Biden. Donate more money. Maybe you give 100 bucks. Maybe you give 50 bucks. Maybe you give 1,000 bucks every election cycle. Double it. Just do more this time around. Some good organizations I recommend to donate to. Swing Left. Mi Familia Vota. The Environmental Voter Project, Fair Fight, Act Blue has tons of links. If you just go to their site for all the Democratic candidates, including Biden, but also the key Senate races, House races, volunteer more, right? Register voters, do Blue Wave postcards, right? You can order postcards that go to swing states. You write a personalized note for the get out the vote effort, you know, do that. Don't leave anything on the table, right? Do not leave anything on the table. Together, we can put a nail in the MAGA coffin this year in 2024. This is our only job this year that is of consequence. And after he's defeated, he will be jailed. He will spend the rest of his fucking miserable, grotesque life in federal prison. And this rotting corpse of a movement will fray and dissipate and will be free of it for at least a generation or so. You know, fascism and this grotesque level of evil sadly never leaves the scene entirely, but we can get rid of it, I'd say, for a generation or so. And that's good enough for me at this juncture, right? That is definitely something we will all be able to celebrate. And I greatly look forward to celebrating with you in 10 short months when I do the episode after Biden's second victory. So with that, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please share it with family, friends, and colleagues. Rate it. Subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And with that, everybody, be well, stay safe, take care.